The Soccer Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Bet365. Bet365 is offering new users a $1,000 risk-free bet. Sign up today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash bet365. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash bet365. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. And finally, we're also brought to you by GameTime. GameTime has last-minute tickets at the lowest price guaranteed. Use the promo code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. That's the promo code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Erickson over the free kick. And there's Maguire, and it was touched in by Scott McTominay. And look at that from Scott McTominay's in an offside position, isn't he? I don't think I don't think Garnacho is. Garnacho looks like he's just on. Well, so we always talk about offsides as a matter of fact. This is being described by the officials in their conversation as a subjective offside decision. Offside it is. Garnacho. Bruno Fernandes! Nice saveable height for Leno. First touch was good and it sets himself nicely, but couldn't generate the power. Here's William. Good effort! Enough to concern Anana. Antonin Wambasaka allowing him just to skip inside and open the goal up. It was always well wide and Nana had it covered. Robinson. Muniz. Torreira up, not as high as Maguire. It'll come for William to measure it. Again, United's back four is so close. to throw a blanket over the four of them. And Maguire, the last player to actually score for Manchester United that winner in a shaky display against Copenhagen there's Wilson and Pereira only a corner thanks to the dexterity and athleticism of Adana Wilson Pereira William here's Jean had nothing to do for the first hour and now he's had to make two big saves in the space of a minute it's Bruno Fernandes police street Bruno Fernandes beautifully done Bruno Fernandes on his 200th appearance for Manchester United His captaincy credentials have come under scrutiny. But it's a really big moment for him, for Eric Ten Hag, for Manchester United. 
You are listening to Bet MUFC here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. You can follow Bet MUFC on X at Bet MUFC. That's at Bet MUFC. You can follow Soccer Gambling Podcast at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. You can follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network at the SGP Network. That's at the SGP Network. They're also at Gambling Podcast. That's at Gambling Podcast. And finally, you can follow my other Twitter account. This is the account where I post my monthly PL every single month. The PL for the previous month, the profit, profit and loss spreadsheet, is always the pinned tweet on this account. And that is at LockBangX. That's at LockBangX. At the moment, you're still seeing the month of September as the pin tweet. I will be changing that after the Europa League games to the month of October. I don't like to post it while we've got loads of stuff going on. So Friday is a down day. I'll be at home handicapping all the games for the weekend. Won't be putting out any plays. So therefore, my clients can look and respond and verify the spreadsheet on Friday. That's because I am attracted and transparent, as I said many, many times. All the clients will verify the fact that we have delivered a profit every month for 125 consecutive months. That means I've been undefeated every single month in sports betting for over a decade. If you want to do further research, I encourage you to do that due diligence. Head over to the website lockbetting.com and you can see every other spreadsheet that has resulted in 125 months of straight profit every single month. When you look through the spreadsheets, have a look at how we manage the bankroll. We don't do max plays or whale plays or play of the year nonsense. We don't chase one unit losers with two or three unit plays. There's nothing really bigger than one unit unless we are taking a futures play. And we only take more on futures because we have such a strong record hitting nearly 80% of our futures all time. So we make betting profitable for anybody with a disposable income. Now, if you don't have a disposable income. Don't gamble because I don't want to be responsible for getting you out of a hole. You shouldn't be gambling to get yourself out of a hole. This is a hobby, but I can make it a profitable one. If you have any questions, shoot me a DM on that X account at LockBangX. That's at LockBangX. My question this week will be, are Manchester United still going to be in the Champions League after this game against Copenhagen tomorrow? Well, not if they play the same way they did against Fulham. Now, in Man United's defence, defensively, they did not give up too much. There weren't too many chances for Fulham. Onana wasn't that busy. He did have to save a couple of long shots, but there weren't any clear-cut chances. It wasn't like Man United rode their luck. In fact, it was a very very boring and difficult to watch type of game. Certainly not one for the neutrals, but had Man United's clear goal counted, it may have opened the game up. Fulham would have had to chase it and perhaps Man United could have hit them on the counter-attack and won by a wider margin. Manchester United are really not getting the rub of the green from VAR. It's like they're looking for reasons to disallow goals. This was really a phantom VAR decision. Even on the commentary, they said it was a subjective offside. How can offside be subjective? It's either offside or it isn't offside. The reason it was officially disallowed is because it was interpreted that Harry Maguire attempted to play the ball. 
Well, that's not interfering with play when Harry Maguire is six feet away from touching the ball and Garnacho, who made the assist, is clearly onside. That isn't offside. That certainly isn't clear and obvious. That's what VAR was supposed to be. And now it gets messier and messier and messier. The other day, thanks to VAR, we had 11 minutes of injury time or, or something along those lines in the first half of the game between Tottenham and Chelsea, a game that was completely decimated by VAR and as I said Man United have certainly had the worst of it should have had a penalty against Tottenham a penalty that's been given in every single game that I've watched every single other game that I've watched where a similar thing has happened a penalty has been awarded every single time we then had a clear onside goal disallowed by VAR as they continued to draw lines until they found a way to rule Garnacho offside and um it's gone against us again here in this game. But fortunately, we've been able to still win it with a late goal from Bruno Fernandes, although we were once again very unconvincing. And as I said, if we are this unconvincing tomorrow against a team who pushed uh, Bayern Munich very, very hard on their own turf and were equal with us at Old Trafford, so on our own turf, when we were playing just after the death of Bobby Charlton, where many people thought we would be highly motivated and we were highly motivated, but it didn't matter because this team were very, very good on the day and Manchester United found it very difficult to break them down and Copenhagen had their chances to win the game. They're just much better at home as well. So it's going to be a very difficult game. It's going to be more difficult than Fulham and Manchester United need to be 100% up for it. We're going to listen to the thoughts of Eric Ten Hag and we're going to break down this game ourselves in a minute. Before we do that, let me take this quick pause to tell you guys about Bet365 because Bet365 is the world's favourite sports book trusted by over 88 million players worldwide and we are now brought to you by Bet365. They have props, sides, totals, live betting. Bet365 has you covered for everything and if you like boosts, you're going to love Bet365, like a 30% profit boost on your NFL same game parlay. Plus, they even have an early payout offer if your team goes 17 points up. They also pay you out on soccer if your team goes two goals up. And that has been a very profitable and lucrative offer for my clients. Those that aren't with Bet365 always um, hate the fact that they are not because we see guys in our group chat uh, saying that they've already been paid out as soon as teams go 2-0 up. And earlier on in the season, I use this as an example all the time, Chelsea were 2-0 up and you got paid out on that against Arsenal and then you would have got paid on the draw as well as Arsenal did come back to get a draw, but you would have got paid out on Chelsea at around about 4-1. Sign up today and choose from two bonus offers, either a $1,000 first bet safety net or bet $5 and get $150 in bonus bets. Just head to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash bet365. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash bet365. Slash bet Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-G-A-M-B-L-E-R. Let me also take this quick pause to tell you guys about Underdog Fantasy. Underdog has a way to play alongside your favorite fantasy players all season long. NFL, NBA, NHL, college basketball, and college football. Simply pick higher or lower on your favorite players' fantasy stats and cash in. So watch along, make your picks, and maybe make a little cash on Underdog's mobile app or website, 
underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy and that promo code SGPN. Vinny from Sky Sports. Eric, we'll start with the good news. Obviously, Marcus Rashford trained today. Harry Maguire trained as well. So how ready is Marcus to start again? And also with Harry, did he have to go through concussion protocols? What precautions have you had to take with him to make sure that he's ready? So now we did uh, all the protocols uh, during the game, after the game, so he's ready to play. So not any indication. And Marcus, how ready is he? 100%. How much of a boost is it to have two players like that available to you, given the fact that obviously Marcus missed the weekend and Harry suffered that injury early on in the game? No, he was fine in the game, so no, no problems. Uh, he played a very good game, he, and so Reggie, yeah, I missed one game out, um, a small knock, but uh, he's back. So. Hi, Eric. Um, the Parkin Stadium is a very, you know, it's, it's renowned for having a very good atmosphere. It can be, you know, very atmospheric. This team have been in hostile crowds, and they've sometimes had quite bad results. Are you a lot more confident this team now that they have the character to endure quite a tough? Tough atmosphere. We're looking forward, and uh, this team is experienced and experienced hostile. And so, uh, for instance, last year Barcelona, and uh, we can get uh, good performances and we can get good results. We know that. And just on uh, one of your players, Anderson at the weekend, a lot of United fans cheered when he was substituted. No, he's had a. There's been. You said last week. There's been a lot of noise around him this season. Uh, why is he struggling? He's not scored. He's not got an assist this season. Yeah, I think also the last week I made that remark on him. So he was out for a couple of weeks. So that break the rhythm. I think he had a very good preseason where where he scored. I think he scored even twice in the preseason, and then he had a break. So now, yeah, he have to get himself back in in a good form, and it's hard work in fest. And it will come. Christian, for you, Christian. Um, earlier, Jakob Neistrup said that the atmosphere in Parken is 100 times more intense than it is on Old Trafford. You know both the stadium, how it can be. Do you agree on that? Uh, I've never played against Copenhagen in here. I've only been in the national team, and I do know the atmosphere with the national team is very special. Uh, so I do expect a special atmosphere, but I don't know if it's a uh, hundred times uh, more uh, theatrical than it would be at Old Trafford. That I'm not sure about that. Uh, one at the back there, Mr. Tenard. Previous to Fulham, you said you wanted to elaborate that when you play direct, that doesn't just mean long balls. You need to press at all levels. Could you further explain what those levels you're looking for in your press? <laughs> I think it's pretty clear what you expect. You need good formation, so good constructions, and then composed on the ball, find the solution on the ball. And yeah, there are moments you go more direct. Uh, that depends on uh, which solutions is the best and the players has to make the right uh, decisions. So um, I have to tell them uh, in which formations they have to go into. 
but finally it's up to the players also uh, to find solutions uh, because uh, an opponent can do different things then they have to find different positions and then yeah, they have to make decisions on the ball and so uh, between the player uh, who has the ball and who has to receive the ball uh, uh, decision making on the ball movement off the ball Eric, you've had a, a lot of dramatic wins this season like injury time winners etc where, whereas the first third of or second kind of quarter of last year you were sort of controlling games winning by two or three and then seeing the game out how, how do you get back to that kind of level of the performance where you dominate games and, and put teams away? Yeah, first of all, uh, by, um, you know, what I just said, getting more to uh, start 11 or 12, 13 players, you can rotate, so you get routines in the team. And often we had, in this season so far, um, for instance, left fullback, right, uh, right forward position, we have to change a lot. And then hey, you you swap the team. Hey, you don't get the routines in. Uh, also, the midfield balance uh, is not there. But I'm sure once we get there, and I think we will play better. And we will improve our game. The performance will be better. And uh, yeah, from there on. So I'm happy with the points we get so far, uh, because uh, we don't even play well. But we still uh, we are in a, in a position. We are not too far away. Uh, and we are in, uh, in, in, in a position we can compete for everything. So uh, happy with that, but uh, we want to play better. Uh, that's absolutely our target. Jeremy. Anyway, just, just continuing that theme, are you confident then once you do get a stable team of 12, 13 players, as you mentioned, that you can go on a winning run? Because it's been a bit stop-start this season. Is that the, is that the, yeah. the challenge? Yeah, of course. Uh, of course, once you get more stable in a team, then um, yeah, you you can you have a better chance to go in in a run and that you win some some games uh, after each other and it puts you in a better position because yeah, it's uh, also it gives you more belief, more confidence, and uh, you have to to make that look, of course, as a, as a team. Um, and, but it starts uh, with, with, of course, good organisation in an outer position and starts with very good attitude on the pitch. And I think uh, that last point is absolutely uh, what we have now. And uh, we, we have such a good vibe and spirit uh, that even when we are not playing always our best games, we're still creating chances because I can see, um, also when I see the XG from us in games, is still there. And well, when we... Um, get ourselves in position that we net some opportunities, yeah, we will get more belief and, and confidence in the team and then uh, I think uh, we are able to get in such a run. Just with regard to Rasmus, um, he's very strong mentally, so it's a bit, bit of a challenge for him to come into this team that, as you're saying, has not been its best. Do you, do you speak to him about that or, or is he sort of clever enough to be able to sort of understand that it will come? He understands, but of course... Um, we speak with him about this uh, because uh, he's, um, he's still a young player and uh, but uh, he is, he's smart and he understands the situation where he is in and um, yeah, um, so he's aware of it and he wants to, of course to score goals and when he's not uh, he is so keen uh, to score next, next game goals and he's working very hard in training and to get um, his progress in. Yeah, it's not been a great start for Rasmus Hoyland. He did have a 
breakout performance against Galatasaray, but hasn't done anything since then. We also lost that game, so he was probably wondering what we need to do to win a game, and he's probably wondering what he needs to do to get some service because nobody's given him the ball and he's not going to be able to score goals without the ball. So a very frustrating start for him, a frustrating start to the season in general. And while we're on the subject of things that are frustrating, nothing is more frustrating than trying to buy last minute tickets to your favourite event. Are they going to get cheaper? Is this the cheapest they're going to be? Are these the best seats? Are better seats going to become available? Are better seats going to become available for cheaper? Should I pull the trigger? Then you don't pull the trigger and those good seats that you could have got at a decent price are gone because you didn't pull the trigger. All of that stuff, along with waiting for the tickets to come through when the tickets aren't there um, on the day of the event, will call won't help you because you didn't buy the tickets directly from the box office. All of this stress Shouldn't be a part of ticket buying, but it has been previously a part of my ticket buying experience from the secondary market or third parties. But game time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy and theatre near you with killer last minute deals on tickets and their best price guarantee. You can actually stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll actually have. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. So snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account and use the code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply, but again, create an account and redeem the code CFBX to sweeten the deal even more for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets at the lowest price, guaranteed. Let me also take this pause to tell you guys about Hall of Fame bets. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent data driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com and use the code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. Um, going back to that press conference, one of the things they were trying to bait Ten Hag into talking about was Marcus Rashford. He quite clearly didn't have an injury. Quite clearly, Eric Ten Hag didn't know that he went out and started partying uh, or went out and immediately partied for his birthday after the derby. And he didn't find out in time for the cup game against Newcastle. Although Rashford was on the bench for that, I think that was just rotation and Rashford hasn't exactly had the best season, just one goal so far. But I think dropping him entirely was a result of him actually finding out. I don't think it was anything whatsoever to do with any kind of injury. He was very, very emphatic that he was 100% available and and fit. And I don't think you'd be declaring someone 100% available when they were omitted from the squad on Saturday due to injury. Now, moving on to this game against Copenhagen, I wouldn't say it's a must win for Manchester United because I can see a scenario where United can draw this game and still find a way to qualify. And that doesn't necessarily mean having to go and win at Galatasaray either. If Galatasaray lose to Bayern Munich, which I think they will do, and Manchester United draw this game, the gap is reduced to two points between Man United and Galatasaray. 
if Manchester United get a point at Galatasaray. Obviously, it remains at two points. But then Galatasaray face a difficult task of going to Copenhagen themselves. Now, if Copenhagen can beat Galatasaray, and they'll be trying to do so because they'll be trying to get themselves into the Europa League, Man United can finish second by beating Bayern Munich. Now, you're thinking, how are they going to beat Bayern Munich if they can't beat Copenhagen or Galatasaray? Well, the reason they can beat Bayern Munich is because they're probably going to be playing the second string and the kids because by that time, Bayern Munich will be well qualified from the group. And that will also allow Copenhagen the opportunity to get a positive result against Bayern as well, because I believe Bayern Munich are going to tie the group up tomorrow and therefore they are going to rest players for both the Copenhagen game and the Man United game, giving Copenhagen a chance to get a positive result that puts them in a good position for the Europa League and gives gives them the incentive to try and beat Galatasaray on the final day. But ideally, it's going to be it's going to be Man United winning tomorrow because that route is far more difficult than Manchester United going level on points, getting something in Turkey and just needing to better the Galatasaray result on match day six. And as I said, I think Man United on match day six, crazily, are more likely to win at home to Bayern Munich and to beat their second string than Galatasaray are likely to win away to a motivated Copenhagen. I'm not even sure that Man United are going to win at Copenhagen after Bayern Munich were almost beaten at Copenhagen. So this is a difficult game. Copenhagen are the 3-1 to one underdogs here. It's 3-1 to one on the draw. And Manchester United are the 4-5 minus 125 favourites. I cannot take Man United as a 4-5 minus 125 favourite. I do think that Manchester United may be able to pull this off tomorrow. My gut tells me they'll be able to pull it off. There's just something about that moment where Andre Onana saved that penalty that did seem like a turnaround in this group that would have been deflating to both Copenhagen and Galatasaray. And Copenhagen at home, the onus is on them to push the pace. And I think that might suit Man. Manchester United. Manchester United have been quite poor this season at breaking teams down and Manchester United themselves have been easy to counter-attack and have left big gaps on the counter as there is a disconnect between the midfield and the defence because the midfield just simply isn't fit enough. They aren't quick enough at getting back and assisting the defence and therefore that has left us in vulnerable positions with the high-pressing fullbacks out of position that has often left Manchester United outnumbered because if your defensive midfield which this season has been Casemiro and despite the fact he's made attacking contributions he's been poor defensively uh, as has Mason Mount as has Christian Eriksen as has whoever's played in the role even Amrabat so we've left our defenders exposed and that's because we do push our fullbacks up but we don't have a good enough midfield in terms of tracking back to do it so um, I don't think this is going to be that type of counter-attacking game. If anything, Manchester United may be the ones who can benefit from playing on the counter. This is where we can utilise the pace of Rashford and Hoyland, but we need the best version of Rashford and we need a Rasmus Hoyland whose confidence isn't destroyed by the fact he's had absolutely no service from this team. If Manchester United can do that, they can come away with the win in Copenhagen tomorrow. But It's absolutely not something I am going to bet on. So my selection for this game is going to be to take both teams to score. 
Man United won the first game between the two 1-0. So that doesn't really bode well for BTTS. But there should have been more goals in that game. There were clear-cut chances for both sides. Manchester United certainly should have extended their 1-0 lead. And Copenhagen had chances in the first half. And of course, late on, they missed a penalty. Copenhagen coming to this one having scored 15 goals in seven home games in Denmark's top flight. And they also scored in the defeat against Bayern. Munich earlier on in the group stage. They also had a 2-0 lead at um, at Galatasaray, which they squandered. United have scored in five successive away games, and I do expect Manchester United to come here and score. Man United are clearly out of sorts, but they did grind out that 1-0 win against Fulham at the weekend. And um, the host here have managed just one point so far from their group stage outing so far. So despite the fact Copenhagen have been very competitive, the results have not gone their way in the first three games, losing by a goal to United, losing by a goal to Bayern Munich and only picking up a draw at Galatasaray from a 2-0 leading position. So you could argue that Copenhagen themselves are dealing with nerves when it comes to seeing things out and getting over the line in the Champions League. But either way, I think this is going to be a tight competitive game. It's probably only going to be decided by a single goal. Only one of United's eight wins across all competitions this season has been by more than one goal. So I expect Manchester United to be able to grind this out. But I think both teams will score en route to doing that. I'll be happy if Man United can come away with any sort of victory. I think this feels like a a 2-1 type of game where maybe even Manchester United come back from behind and win the game. Or maybe it happens the other way. Manchester United go ahead. um, They go, they get another goal on the counter, look comfortable, sit back and suddenly Copenhagen score. Ten Hag then makes loads of subs and we are clinging on by the skin of our teeth at the end of the game. Either way, either way, however it plays out, this isn't going to be comfortable. This is going to be very Man United-like, not the Man United that we saw last season who were able to more routinely see out games, but the Man United this season who have had to grind out everything and haven't looked convincing whatsoever and for that reason that's why I can't take United on the money line and we'll take BTTS here at the price of 45 minus 125. That's it for me and this edition of Bet MUFC. Good luck with all of your bets as always and thanks for listening.